Today's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So uh, just for being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. Uh, you go there, you're going to get a free trial, which includes two free MP3s of your mix. Um, excuse me, of your master. Uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. But most importantly, let Lander know that straight out to Den sent you. Um, today's podcast is also brought to you by Raps and Hustles. Uh, RapsandHustles.com. They are providing reposting services on their SoundCloud quality uh, content and quality visuals if you're in the uh, tri-state area. So uh, go to RapsandHustles.com. That's R-A-P-A-N-D-H-U-S-T-L. ES.com. Go there and let them know that straight out the den sent you. Take a look around and uh, make sure you take advantage of the services that they have to offer. Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out The Den podcast. Uh, and today we have a very special guest in the building, um, DJ Element. Uh, welcome to the show, number one. And um, also just kudos on everything that you have going on, man. I've been listening to the music. Uh, for quite some time indirectly and, and really didn't connect the two. Um, it was like listening through um, everybody over at Brown Bag, um, All Stars, man, and just really understanding, you know, what you have going on. So uh, first off, welcome to the show. Um, and like I said, I know we were talking off offline about some of the things, the changes on the show and how we really uh, focus on giving out indie advice and things of that nature. So um, we're going to talk about a little bunch of, you know, a little sum of everything, man. Like DJing is, is definitely going to be that one. Um, production uh, is definitely going to be the other thing. And I know you have a couple of projects that's coming up. But, hey, welcome to the show, man. And um, thank you for calling in, number one. How is everything going with you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, everything's good, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt, man, no doubt. So uh, before we go any further, I do want to just ask that, that million-dollar question, man, for you getting in. Which one came first? Was it production or was it DJing? I was DJing. DJing. Always, um, yeah, I started DJing a long, long, long time ago. And um, I got into production. Actually, uh, my homie in Brown Bag, J57, taught me how to produce probably like, I'd say about eight years ago, seven okay. years ago. okay. So, yeah, it was always DJing first. Always DJing, man. So you you growing up in uh, you're from Brooklyn, right? I'm not actually originally from Albany, New York. Albany, upstate, New York. And okay. Then I, and I moved to Brooklyn about ten years ago. Got you. Got you. So and then um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know the the thing is right because I'm from I'm from down south, right? And the uh, one thing growing up, we always saw like the culture in New York and 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 how everything was constantly around, like New York being the birthplace of hip hop. And I'm sure that you were able to see some things a little bit differently than we were able to see it being, you know, down south. And, and I guess just you going into DJing firsthand, like you come from the era of when DJing really felt like DJing, like where you had to earn your stripes and carry crates and uh, things of that nature. So um, for you, the transition going from vinyl uh, to Serato, right? Um, or, you know, whatever you're using right now. Was that um, was that a struggle for you, being, like, su such a, a purist when it comes for, um, to DJing? Uh, yes and no. Um, I mean, I, I love, you know, like, I, I love the vinyl, and, and, but I hated carrying the crates into the club, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, pack, 
packing the car up, bringing it in. I lived on the third floor, so I had to bring them up every night. I mean, that was a pain. But um, switching over to Serato, it was it was cool. But the first Serato I got in like '05. Okay. And and um, at that time, I was DJing for uh, a dude named El Gant, and um, I used I used Serato to do a show for him. And um, I think it crashed like five times during the show. Oh man! So it was, it, it was, it was. You know, like the first Serato. Like, yeah, I, I, at first when I switched over from vinyl Serato, I hated it just because there were so many glitches and so, like it screwed up so many times. But like once they started updating it, it was just so much easier just bringing a backpack, you know, to the your gig. Yeah, yeah. But like I, I still, you know, I still have vinyl and I still, I still practice on vinyl and stuff like that. So I still use vinyl sometimes, but usually for gigs, I, I use Serato, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and that's the thing, you know. Of course, that the the biggest thing is is the the um, carrying around like you don't have to carry around a whole lot of stuff. But um, there's just something about feeling vinyl. Um, like me personally, I just started DJing a couple of months ago, and, and I'm of course using Serato, but I'm also a vinyl collector, uh, so right. I, I appreciate vinyl, and, and I love what vinyl, the feel and the sound of vinyl, and that that crackle and all of that. It's just you can't, that can't be replaced. You know what I mean? So I, no. I get exactly where you're coming from. Um, so you know, you're, you're Duck Downs uh, go-to DJ. Um, yeah. I know that you're you're working um, with Mass Appeal at, at South by Southwest. You did that. Um, all of these relationships that you've built, like first off, how did that really come about? Like, was it something that you had to kind of build a reputation around the city as far as DJing, or how were you able to kind of get in, in some of these doors that you're in? Uh, well, I worked at Fappy's New York for a couple of years. And I met a lot of people through working there. And um, that's how I met Brown Bag All Stars. Um, that's how I met a lot of my connections. Like just at working at Fat Beats every, you know, every Friday I worked with J57. And um, I met a dude. Actually, I met this dude that works for Duck Down named James um, at a show. I did, I did a show in Rochester. Okay. But that's how I met James. And James works for Duck Down. So like you know, like when I was working at Fat Beats, I would see him around or whatever. And then um, when he was coming to the city, I would let him stay at my house. And then randomly, they, they needed a DJ for the Mass Appeal show in South By. So he called me and he was like, yeah, are you going to be in South By? I was like, yeah, I already have two shows there. So, yeah, I'll already be there. So he's like, you want to do the, the duck down hour, you know, like the Sean Price tribute? And I was like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that, that was cool. I mean, the show was like sold out. And it was it was a really cool show. Yeah. And then after that, they just started to call me. Like, um, you know, I got an email from Drew Hoff saying, like, you know, like, thanking me and stuff like that. So we, after that, I was just kind of like, I fell into it. And they just started calling me for other stuff. I just did the barbecue, the Duck Down Barbecue in Brownsville yeah, a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. So. Dope, man. Dope. That's, it, it's it's great to be appreciated and rewarded with all the years of work that you you know you've been putting in and then to be um to be acknowledged by some of the greats in the game too i know that 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 has to be rewarding for you um especially when it's a crap that you you've been working at for so long um you mentioned earlier how um connecting with j57 at, at uh, fat beats was really the genesis of your uh, production career and uh, yeah. him teaching you, you know, things on, on the production. What for you really um, 
pushed you into production more so like other than meeting J57? Like how was that something that you figured that, hey, I'm, I'm good at the DJing and, and I've accomplished so much here. I want to tackle something else. I always, I always like when I was a DJ, I would always like listen to songs and like kind of break apart and pick apart how the beat was made. Mm-hmm. But I never knew, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was listening to like different things in the beat and the change up. So I always was interested in making beats. But my thing was, is like, I just didn't know where to start or how to start. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know, I didn't know what, like, where to start. So then when Jay, I mean, Jay lived in Brooklyn next door. Like, literally, our walls were connected. Okay. Like, his apartment was next door. So, yeah, he, yeah. you know, we would be, he'd be, I would watch him make beats all the time. And I'm like, you know, teach me, show me how to do that. And that's how it kind of started. It was just like, I knew, like, he could teach me the right way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think the thing that, that's so important, man, like someone such as yourself that, that had that career um, and still have that career in DJing, like you really humbled yourself and, and seeked out a mentor to teach you how to do something new. And, and unfortunately, we don't see that. And that's kind of, you know, it's not as common as it should be. Um, um, in my opinion, but it's good to see that you're able to, to do that um, in order to p- be progressive in, in the career that you're doing. And, and that kind of led to you uh, working on doing music uh, on your own and, and dropping these projects. And the most recent project, um, the uh, Reality Kings and Reasons, was the free EP that you've done. Um, and so now you're working on a follow-up uh, to that project. So kind of tell us about the follow-up, um, the, the title of the project, and what we can expect from it. Um, I've been working on this project for a while. Um, it's it's funny because like me and Solcon just dropped the EP like a couple months ago mm-hmm. that I produced, and I've been producing for other people. So like a lot of the beats that like I've had for my project, I've kind of given away to like you know like Solcon or whatever. So I've just been because I just feel like I can I can make better ones and better ones and better. I just keep going on it. Every time I make a beat, I'm like ah. Maybe I use this one, so that's why it's been taking so long. It's just like I feel like I'm keep getting better. Yeah. At at beats, so um, yeah, it's gonna be. I think I got. I think everything is done, finalized. Um, it's about to get mixed, so I'm gonna probably drop it like September-ish. But it's a seven-song EP. Uh, a couple instrumentals in there. Uh, I got some features. I'm not sure the title yet, but uh, I don't even have artwork, but. I'm just kind of like finishing up all the songs right now, and then I'm gonna fin- figure out what I'm gonna name it and everything. Gotcha, gotcha. So let me ask you this, man. Like, um, being that that you're in full fledged, you know, feet feet deep in the in the cement with uh, production, is it more fun creating your own project or uh, working collaborating with like another artist for a project? It's tough, man. Uh, one of the reasons why. Another reason why it takes a while is because, you know, like when you have rappers, I have to wait for them to record. So, (laughs) you know, I'm on their schedule. So sometimes, you know, they finish it and get it done. Sometimes it takes a while. So I like creating my own, my own stuff, uh, my own EPs and stuff. But it's, it's also when I produce for other people, I don't have to wait. I'm not on their time. You know, it's, it's when they drop it. It's like, here's the beats, here's the files. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's cool to create my own EPs and, and stuff, but I also like producing for other rappers because it's just, 
a less headache, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I got, I got you, man. And, and that's really um, just proven to, to how the indie grind is not what a lot of people think for some reason. I, I don't know that perception when it comes to music in general is that uh, I, I believe people take for granted of the hard work that's put in. Uh, maybe because of, you know, social media and things of that nature, where it seems as if something is so easy to do. But there is a lot of work that goes into creating a project and and everything, you know, um, to every every capacity of like you say, you you have to work on the artwork. You have to work on, you know, getting things mixed, mastered. Uh, you're dealing with schedules of other artists, all of those things. Um, and, and they have to come pretty much directly from you, you know, um, or you have to appoint somebody to really focus on those things. But it, it's a lot to do um, at one time. Um, how are you able, uh, from from any perspective, able to keep all of those things on task and be creative at the same time? Um, I mean, I have time. Like, I I don't work. Like, I don't work during the day, so I work. So if I like work on, if I'm working on my EP, and then like I'm kind of like that's getting pushed to the side, then I'll start working on like some cuts for somebody or some beats for somebody else. Or like I, you know, I I'm on Crooklyn Clan, so I'll make like remixes for them or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Got you. So just something to really occupy the time and really deal with the time management. I got you. Absolutely. So yeah. um, right now you're saying that it's going to be around September when we can actually hear the project. Uh, is there feature wise? Do is or is it okay to to say the features or are you going to hold off on that? Uh yeah, I got um. I got J fifty seven on it. I got um Silent Night on it. Um trying to think who else. I don't got that many really features on this one. But I do uh, there's a lot of instrumentals. Gotcha, gotcha. So um who else is on it? That's about it really. Okay. And, and... Oh uh Angel Schemes on it. Okay, okay. Now I was gonna ask you, so, man, um I'm 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 listening to you and, and, and talking to you, and, and I, I just see a lot of similarities. Like I myself, I, I do production as well, and um, I've actually I did the opposite of you. I started in production, and then I just recently got into DJing. Um, and so I like to have producer talk. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. what is your um your your equipment of choice? Are you um, hardware? Or are you more software? Or you do? Are you combining both? I'm more software. That's how I learn. Um, I use Reason, and uh, I also use Ableton. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, but I also, I mean, I have a, I have a microcorg, and um, and I use like I just use. I mean, I I learned on Reason, mm-hmm. and I got good at it. So I just started switching over to Ableton, but like. I always want to use an MPC, but I just don't want to. I don't feel like I have the time to relearn it and yeah, kind of start over. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I'm just sticking to what I know right now. Yeah. Now, and, and you know, I completely understand. That's that's the only thing about it. The drawback is that um, the the learning curve on using different things. Like I feel like Reason is is one of those things where out the box you can probably create a beat. Uh, within 30 minutes and figure out how to do everything within 30 minutes and, and that's the right that's the beauty of it and, and it's just like like you said you learn if you learn on reason it's a good chance that you're going to stay there for a while you know and, and trying to learn something else man like you said it's going to be a huge learning curve and just really having the time to really do it is it's the biggest issue um and, and i'm assuming you you do sample you use your vinyl a lot when you're sampling or are yes. you um okay. yeah yeah 
So that if if you can, because I know you know you may not want to give away any uh, secrets or tricks of the trade, man. But for you, uh, what how how do you really define a uh, sample that you want to use? Like, what is that process for you? Is it you know is it one of those things where you kind of just like I'm just playing music, whatever I find, I kind of go, or do you you know search your samples and know exactly? What I you're search, for? I just sit there. I just sit there and listen, and then whatever sound I like, I'll record it. You know. Um, I'll, I could sit there for hours and listen to, to records and just kind of figure out what I want to use. And then sometimes, like, um, like if I'm listening to radio, like I'll, I'll listen like to old, like you know, soul and yeah. stuff like that. And if I hear something, then I'll, I'll go like I'll find it. Even if I can't find it on vinyl, I'll, I'll go to YouTube, which I don't like to do. But yeah, sometimes sometimes you got to do it, man. You got to You got to Yeah. <laughs> you got you got to cheat a little bit, right? You got to cheat a little yeah. bit and go ahead and find it. Yep. So for you, man, like are, are, when when you're searching for vinyl, um, do you look at just covers and, and kind of go off the covers? Or are you, you know, reading credits and looking for certain musicians? Um, how How is that process for you when you're digging? Um, honestly, like uh, I'll go I'll go by covers sometimes. I'll go by artists, you know, like if I know the artist. Or something like that. It's it, it's all it's really random how I pick records. Yeah. And are, are you a dollar bin guy, or do you, you like paying the full price? <laughs> dollar bin, dollar bin, <laughs> dollar bin all day, man. Dollar bin, and, and like down here yep. in Atlanta, we have a couple places, but I I really love um, Wax. If if you're looking for forty fives, man, they have like some of the best collection of forty fives. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about. You can go in there with ten bucks, man, and leave with almost like twenty uh forty fives, man. There there's like some quarter forty fives, fifty cent, dollar and fifty. So you can really come out um with some good stuff for, for just ten bucks, man. Definitely, definitely. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't like paying full price for the records. Like, you know, cause you 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 spend like twenty dollars and you get a shitload of records. Yeah. What's the and... most you've ever um you ever paid for a vinyl? Wow. Um I'm not sure, actually. Maybe like twenty bucks. Okay, okay. Do you remember which one it was? Nah, I don't. I I, <laughs> I have no clue. I got. I haven't you. bought a. I haven't bought an expensive record in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I was searching for this one. Um, it was a Wilson Pickett um album, and I was searching, man, and, and I didn't. I didn't. I wanted to find it, like genuinely find it, digging, and it just got to the point where it was like so frustrating. Everywhere I went, nobody really had it, and I didn't want to order it offline. And I, I happened to just walk into Wax one day, and the guy said, "Oh yeah, we have it." And I don't know if he went and marked the price up or what, man, but it was like twenty twenty five bucks or something like that. And um, I just yeah. started looking for it. I wanted a certain sample off of it, and um, I just had to, I had to chuck it up and pay the twenty five, man. I didn't really want to, but. It was just kind of like, uh, I don't think I'm going to find it. Yeah, anything. sometimes it's worth it, you know. Sometimes it is worth it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. So, look, I know you got the project that is on its way, man. We're looking at a September release date. Um, we don't have a title just yet, uh, but we know that the music is coming. You said J57 and a couple of other people are on it um, right now. Yeah. Other than the uh, that, that project, what else can we look forward to um, coming from DJ Element? Um, I got couple projects that I produced for I'm not really supposed to say yet. Okay, okay, that's but, cool, that's um, cool. But it's, it's a couple of, um, you know, a couple of your favorite rappers. 
I, I could say that. Yeah. But uh, they should be coming out really soon, actually. That's dope. That's so dope. I got a bunch of stuff out there, so I'm just waiting for it to all drop. That's what's up, man. Well, we're looking forward to it, too, man. And um, here at the Den, we'll definitely uh, keep a close eye out on the projects to come, man. So, look, I, I do want to appreciate you for calling in. Um, is there anything else you want to leave with the people uh, before we get out of here, though? Uh, just check out my website. It's uh, djelement.com, D-E-J-A-Y-E-L-E-M-E-N-T.com. Um, same thing on Twitter, Instagram, djelement. So that's about it. All right, absolutely, bro. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you calling in. And uh, like we always say here, um, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. With that being said, I'm Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. He's DJ Element. We're out.